I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's only one way to cook. That is from the heart. We have to make sure that whoever wins MasterChef mm. will deliver something of value. Mm. to Australia and back to the culinary scene of Australia yeah we're looking for people that want this badly this is going to change your life this is MasterChef Australia MasterChef oh that was an abrupt ending I was expecting a smooth sort of fold out yeah that Um, was the plan I'm so sorry (laughs) And we did not get that. I fucked it up. Um, no, Mish, you didn't fuck it up. You, I don't know how to put this delicately. You royally fucked it up. <laughs> Thanks. Um, to be honest with you, I thought that that intro had uh, all the information about the final two in it, but no, it was just essentially a repeat of episode one of our podcast and how we opened that. Mm. Mm. But I liked it. I liked the vibe. When you pitched to me, Zach, I've got an open. You said to me, Zach, I want to make this podcast special. Mm, I did say that. You said, Zach, this is the finale. I mean, you and I have never had a meeting before a podcast before. But we had a meeting. But we had a meeting before this podcast. And we talked about boys the whole time. The whole fucking time. (laughs) And wouldn't you bloody like to know what we're bloody saying? Um, but you said, Zach, I want to step it up. <laughs> and I said, Fuck, No better time Mish. to step it up than the final fucking episode. And I was like, All right, I am ready to hear how you're going to step it up. And you said, I'm not going to tell you, but I got something on my phone that I'm going to play into the microphone. And I thought, Well, look, that didn't go so well the last time. <laughs> But this is the finale. When I said to you, Zach, I've got a little special something (laughs) recorded on my phone. I have a little special something recorded on my phone. Your face did adjust Ah! when I said that. It kind of went, oh, yeah. Thank you for trusting me with it, though. And I am sorry. Um, Maybe I'm just severely overwhelmed and not in the right headspace because, Zach, we know the winner of MasterChef Australia Season 1, and Zach, we picked it. We fucking picked it. We fucking picked it. Uh, I I encourage you all to go back and listen to the earlier episodes because from the beginning, uh, I believe, I can't remember my exact wording, but I, I believe I said something along those little lines of a duly good win. Mm. Well, that's ominous because... That she's going to have a good win. Absolutely. You said that. You said that verbatim. Mm. I said, wow, Julie Goodwin, she looks amazing. What's the point of even having a fucking show mm. when we already know the winner and that the winner's going to be Julie Goodwin? I remember I said something along the lines of, 
I know fine dining. I've always known fine dining mm. it, because I'm a fan of it. And I said, uh, I know fine dining mm-hmm. and that's someone that is going to step up. Yep. And then I said, I know what the concept of a master chef is. Yep. And that person right there mm-hmm. is a master chef. That's right. You did. You said that. And I said, <laughs> I said, Poe, <laughs> more like, go, get out of here. Mm. Who do you think you are? I remember. I, I, I said that. that. I said that, didn't I? You did. And I remember I said, Poe, mm. more like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What's she doing there? Yeah, it is. Uh, if you are listening right now, we're putting this out on a on a on a on a Tuesday evening, but um, we recorded this Monday morning. Uh, we had to come straight straight into the podcast office the next mm-hmm. day. I wanted to record it at at nine thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go. You know that two two hour special has wrapped up. Let's get into the podcast mm-hmm. studio. Unlike um, unlike Zach, though, I needed to sleep on that. I needed. I, it was so overwhelming. I mean, not only did it require us to watch approximately an hour and a half of television every single night, but it also required Zach and I to then make these episodes about mm. it. And it was just so much MasterChef. Um, I really just needed to take it all in, take in the beauty of the show, the beauty of this podcast, what what the show has done for the nation. Nation. Can I just make a list of uh, things that have changed in Australia in the last three months? I'd love you to, please. If you are just tuning in because this is the finale and we've put some effort into the promotion of it, mm. the year is 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 19 years old. Mish is 21. Yep. Uh, George Columbaris is newly a public figure. Mm-hmm. And we're assuming he's some sort of socialist just based on his vibe. Just based on who he is. Uh, Matt Preston, hmm. three three years ago, unless you were reading The Good Food Guide, unless you were a, a foodie, mm-hmm. you would have said, Matt Prest who? Mm-hmm. Matt Prest who? Yep. But now you say, you say, get me a, a cravat. Yep. He really brought cravats into the mainstream, didn't he? He did. He really did. Uh, I saw him at the at the Logies and someone mm-hmm. said, what do you think of the food here? You know, because everyone sits around a table mm-hmm. at the Logies. They said, what do you think of the food here, Matt? Ha ha, do you want to give that a review? And he said, oh, you, it's very hard to cater for this amount of people. That's just a, <laughs> it's, it's an accurate response. He was just like, I just. That's true. I, I, it wouldn't be fair of me to yeah. to critique this food in any mm. real way. So what's changed in the last three months, Zach? Well, Matt is now yeah. the the he is a sex symbol. I think he mm-hmm. is uh, he's the sexiest guy. He's got a, the way he eats his, food. We talk a lot about how he eats food I sexy. I can't be a hundred percent sure of this, but I'm fairly certain that he will be in TV Week's 50th hottest, 50th, 50 hottest, 50 hottest list or whatever. I think like he'll I be there. I think he will be. Yeah. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I think he's really the breakout. He, 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 along with Poe, mm. it's rare for a judge to be this, mm-hmm. but he, along with Poe, mm-hmm. really are the Sarah Marie's yes. of <laughs> MasterChef yes, Australia absolutely. season one. Absolutely. Without a doubt, they are the Sarah Marie's. 
They are the the Tanya Zayedas of Who Dares Wins. Absolutely. Everyone thought it would be the guy who hosts Who Dares Wins, but it ends up being Tanya Zayeda. Tanya Zayeda. Who everyone loves. Everyone loves Tanya Zayeda. And everyone loves Matt Preston. And everyone, everyone loves, loves Preston. everyone loves George. And Sarah. Oh, Sarah Wilson. We love Sarah we love Wilson. Her. What an amazing opportunity she had to close the entire show like she did. Oh where my she God. said goodbye to the nation. There's no need for her to say goodbye to the nation in such a dramatic way. We'll see her again. We see the clips. We see the in clips. In the ad breaks, they say, we're doing a season two. Yeah. Come and, come and exactly. have a go. And we'll talk so about that. So why is she saying goodbye, Australia? Like, there's no need to say goodbye to us, Sarah. You're like, you're like in our family now. Enough goodbye, Australia. Yeah. How about see you next year? Yeah, exactly. So that's everyone covered from yeah. that panel of people. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what Zach and I are trying to say is that we knew Julie was going to win from the start. You guys can all back us on that. We're really, really happy with the result. And I can't speak for Zach, but on behalf of me, Mish... I am so thrilled to have finished watching it. Mm. I the the genuine relief I have to have gotten to the end. Now you can take that as a positive, or you could take that as a me. I had gone insane. I had lost my fucking mind. Mm. And as I was watching the last ten minutes of the finale, mm. having absolutely no idea who was going to win, of course, mm. because it's two thousand and nine, I was hit with this sudden rush. Of relief. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, uh, my partner walked in as I was watching um, this, the finale and for some reason, I don't know why, it had episode 72 on the screen. Mm. She said, 72 episodes? And I said, yep. Yeah. Now, that might not seem that much to you guys because obviously you're watching an episode every night with the rest of the country. You might As miss, are we. As are we, right? You, you might might miss, might every once in a while miss a masterclass. You're fucking crazy if you are. Well, and didn't we learn that? Like, like was 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 Julie not bringing in the masterclass like yeah. a motherfucker? Yeah. And I was she sitting really there was. like, fuck yeah, I know what you're talking about when you talk about crowning a full chook. Yeah. She, Julie paid attention. Julie like if you missed a masterclass, well then you're you're not you're not Julie Goodwin. You didn't have the complete you. picture. It yeah. was sort of like um uh, watching Donnie Darko without having been on the website. Yeah. yeah. And what was amazing about Julie's chicken dish, which I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit anyway, once we do a very brief rundown of what actually happened in the finale episode, um, there was she just brought back a lot of classics mm. from I don't know if you guys all remember, but do you all remember the spinach ball? Oh yes. He was back. The spinach ball. Julie put a spinach ball on her chicken. She literally dinner. just um, did <laughs> a thing she's learned. Yeah, exactly. Her, Which one is of admirable. Her, absolutely, it is. Um, but yeah, her dish was basically made up of little components of previous episodes and things that she'd learnt from master classes, but also just from, you know, the man who made a spinach ball that time. I think that spinach balls are going to be the thing. Mm. They are going to be like the thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was sort of going to say. I was going to list all of the, the the things that have changed in the last three months. The things when uh, salt in caramel. Mm -hmm. Insane. Mark my words. I think you're going to be in a Coles 
or a Woolworths or that, have you, you know, that new Aldi? <laughs> I've heard of Aldi. Yeah, you go in there, you go into Aldi. Yeah. And um, if, on the left of you, on the right of you, yeah. there's like some weird brand of Bickies you've never heard yeah. of. On the left, there's bloody scuba Oops. gear. I know. Do I want peanut butter or do I want a lawnmower? <laughs> what do Crazy. you think I want, Aldi? Oh, man, I was watching a, a piece on, um, <laughs> I was watching a piece on, on Today Tonight, which which is still a popular program. Yeah. And um, they were talking Not about- Not like that current affair bullshit. Oh. Current affair goes too far, eh? Hey. In comparison to Today Tonight. Like some of the shit they think they can get away with on a current affair. Oh, man. But both of those shows are still doing really well yeah. right now. Yeah. And um, I was watching Today Tonight. And far out, they were talking about some of the bargains you can get at Aldi. Mm. It's, a, it's a new German place. Yeah. Sort of like Coles or Woolworths. But German. But German. And they sell scuba gear or like just <laughs> random stuff in the middle. You've got to check it out. If you get a chance, yeah. head to an outer suburb, go to their go Aldi. Go to an Aldi. There's about four or five scattered yeah. around the place. And it's quite cheap. It is a yeah, lot and if cheaper. You want, if you want dumplings, you can get 40 dumplings for mm. like $4. Or if you want a letterbox. Yeah, or if you want a letterbox. So mark my words, you're going to be in an Aldi or a Cola's or an IGA or a Tucker bag and you're going to be in that supermarket. In a chicken feed. You're going to be in a chicken feed. You're going to be in that supermarket and mark my words, there'll be a block. Of Cadbury with with salt in caramel blo- chocolate blocks. You reckon that's about as crazy as making Cadbury blocks of chocolate filled with Vegemite. That's about as crazy as that. Yeah, that's a crazy idea. That's, that's never going to happen. happen. I reckon it'll happen. What's no? another thing that happened that came from MasterChef that's new? Um, we had the tomato basil moment. That was pretty big. That was huge. Apples and caramel was also a big one. I think that was like a throwback to like old school fair and fates, you know, mm. with caramel dipped apples and whatnot. Mac- macrams. Macrams. What? Panacotas? And macrams. Macrams are like Macrams really fucked up the country, didn't they? Like We are ready for We're the ready for them, but you revolution. can't get them anywhere. And they're so impossible to make. So one thing I love to do is like uh, it, they're the new Krispy Kremes, you know. If I know anyone in Sydney, <laughs> I say, can you just go to Zumbo? Mm. Lines out the door. I go, can you just go to Zumbo's mm. place? And can you just get like a 12 pack of macaroons? I'll give you the $250. Dollars, yeah. I'll give you the $250. They always come beautifully presented. The colors are bright and vibrant. You get them in a really pretty cylindrical box, often with a ribbon. You're paying for that as well. It's the aesthetic that you're paying for when it comes to macarons. Ah, and the taste. Of course. They are impossible to make. (laughs) They are. Impossible to make. Macarons are the future. Macarons <laughs> and and that's the thing. And they, I mean, like they don't even they might they they might collapse. It's so scary when they're bring, when when someone's bringing you back a macaron from Sydney. Mm. It might they might put it. Oh. They might it might like they'll get onto the Virgin Blue plane. Mm. You know, uh, the Virgin Blue or the Jetstar plane. Yep. And it might like and the pressure. Australia, is that a thing? No, though? no, that hasn't <laughs> been a thing for about eight years. Okay. Um, <laughs> But Virgin Blue, that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, that's the one of the discount airlines. Yeah. 
you, they'll get on and the air pressure might collapse the macaron. Oh, can you imagine? Because that's it, almost as that. bad as when you get a Krispy Kreme with a with an iced top and then you tip the bag upside down accidentally and oh the iced my top God. gets stuck to the paper. There's a thing, mm. truthfully, mm. that you would think stop serving donuts mm. in paper bags. Fucking ridiculous. Don't do it. No, it actually makes me mad. And my favourite place in Melbourne mm. that make my favourite donuts. Do they exist? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no. They don't exist. In- shut up. <laughs> You're a freak. No, what's the place? Um, so there's a fucking place. I can't say because I love them so much I'm about to criticise them. Oh, okay. But they, but they serve, serve donuts their donuts in a paper, in a paper bag. bag. And I, every single time. Is it short stop? No. What is it? I'm not going to say. Oh. Because I don't want to, I don't want to trash talk my, your, my favourite place in Melbourne to get food. Okay. Yeah. But they put them in paper bags. They put bag. them in paper bags. You know who I'm talking about. Well, there's only one place, place that, like, is of that standard. Yes. Doing food for you. Yes. <laughs> well, I fucked it, didn't I? <laughs> but no, they serve, no, they serve their donuts that are the most impeccable donuts on the mm. planet in a paper bag. In a paper bag. And I don't think that's, that's not appropriate. It's, you've got to find a better way. But to be honest with you, use box. Use a box. fucking box. It's still going to happen. Yeah. You're going to knock the, the fucking top of the donut 100%. against the top of the box I'm and the icing comes off. How are we meant to serve donuts? How are we meant to get a takeaway donut? It's not fucking possible. Mm. The only way you can eat a donut and be absolutely 100% certain that you're going to get the donut in its whole yeah, fucking... Absolutely. What? You're going to be 100% Urton. Urton. <laughs> i got to be full Urt. <laughs> I am full Urt that if you want your donut in its yeah. complete form... Gotta have it on a plate. Oh, I was gonna say right into the chomper. Chomper. You, you pick it up with your tongs and mm. you put it in my mouth. And but I'll then it comes out on the tongs, doesn't it? Mm. Unless you go from a side angle. Yeah, even the tongs. I I see that sometimes at Krispy Kreme. Mm. I'm at a Krispy Kreme and I the tongs hurt the integrity of the donut. Yeah, but that's a serious thing. Like you look at the donut, like, that's great. But no matter how you get the donut from the cabinet to your face, it's a changed donut. That Here's my I just question, had... Mish. I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. How'd they get the donut into the cabinet? I reckon. I, honestly, I think they took it out of the oven, uniced, they put it on the donut. tray to be iced. Mm. They iced it directly on the tray, put the tray into the cabinet. That's how they did it. All right. I reckon that's, <laughs> that's, that's about right, eh? Yeah, all right. No, yeah. but I just don't think people get arced up enough about this donut situation because I come to think of it, this is the first time I've ever thought about this. There is, no matter what you look at in the cabinet with a donut, the donut you see in the cabinet, it is a fucking different donut by the time it hits your face. Do you know what I think? I think the day of the donut is done. And yeah, I meant all that alliteration. The day of the donut is done. done. That was good. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because yeah. I think instead of a Krispy Kreme, mm. you're going to have a, a Zumbo. Yeah, you are. You're going to go to Zumbo and you're going to get a passion fruit slick. And you're going to get a passion fruit slick for $730, $30. I think they're going yeah. for. Yeah, that sounds uh, about right. And you'll take that home. No more donuts. Mm-hmm. Because I genuinely, I think I, I see myself at an airport mm-hmm. and on one side where once there was a Krispy Kreme stand. Yeah. On one side, there's a Zumbo yep. selling macarons. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, there's a spinach ball shop. Yeah. <laughs> a spinach ball with various dipping sauces. Various dipping sauces. Yeah. And, and, a, and, a, and a man. Asian dipping sauces made by white men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah white men <laughs> making Asian dipping Italian sauces. Italian dipping sauces made by, by white, white men. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just a bunch of dipping sauces made by white men. And that white man will be standing behind that counter <laughs> with the spinach balls, slaughtering a pig in yeah. front of you. And and Not they won't use the pig, pig. Shaving a pig face. Shaving the pig, pig face. Butchering the pig. Yep. They, you, you can only buy. Singeing the hoofs. Singeing the hoofs. You can only buy a. A, 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 uh, you can only buy a spinach ball from this place. Th- there's no clarity as to where that pig is going. And that man is wearing a fedora. That is the future. That is the future. And he says stuff dining. like, Hi, would you like to get a spinach ball or would you prefer to have a $700 passion fruit slick? Because mm. if you want the passion fruit slick, that's actually across the way over there at the Zumbo place. <laughs> this is the spinach ball and pig face shop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else has changed? What else is like uh, mm. re- revolution? I don't give a fuck. So, um, who won? Julie, Julie did, which of course, like we said, we all knew. We that. all knew that was going to happen. We all knew that poor Poe, she'll just be be of, she'll just be forgotten now. Won't There's she? no career for Poe. There's no career for Poe. We live Julie, the, on the other hand, we live in the Julie a decade. Yeah, yep. I reckon I would drive really fast to see Julie's restaurant. I would drive recklessly just to get a meal made by Julie. Is that because of the DUI? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's run through the episode. That was meant to be a niche joke where I didn't have to say it, Zach. You've taught me. You've taught me not to say things directly, say them indirectly, and you just threw me under the bus anyway. Yes, I did. <laughs> You'll fucking do anything to make sure that you come across as the good cop. I'm just here to make you look better. Yes, you are. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Not at all. Um, uh, man, it's this podcast has been different ever since mm. a family member of someone messaged us uh, and but said. Oh, completely off topic of that with mm. the family member, whatever. Did you see Sam's back? Sam was there. <laughs> uh, can I say, completely yes. off topic to that family member, we yeah. don't need to go into who it was. Yeah. And, and Oh, no, it's not It's not relevant t- anymore. It was, was so good to see Sam. So good to see him. Sam, if I you don't know, him. is little fedorable. Oh, I should say big muscle big, man. Big boy. Big muscle big man. Boy, yeah. Oh, so sexy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> he's um, so he cool. was wearing a, a shiny shirt. And it good. Was, it was so, which was a good thing. Good. Which was a good thing. I got to say about Sam, just for me, like um, uh, the only person that could have bet Julie, in mm. my opinion, mm. was Sam. Yeah, unless, of course, you're a relative of another contestant and in which case we think whoever you're related to should have won. Or if you're a, a former con- a former contestant, I can say former now, the show's yeah. finished as yeah. of last night. If you're a former contestant and you're listening to this podcast... Yeah. Why, firstly, yeah, move on. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good point. If you are a former contestant of the 2009 season yeah. of MasterChef Australia season one and you have got to the final episode You're of listening this podcast, to this episode. Like, reach out, DM us. Yeah, we'd love to have a chat and you seem like you're pretty awesome, but genuinely, mm. why? Are you why just, are you listening? Why are you listening to so, this? So, Sam... Um, Unrelated to the fact that we know someone's relative is listening to this, I just want to talk about Sam for a second. Okay. Changing topic, moving. And I think it's only fitting that we talk about Sam in our final episode because he was undoubtedly our favourite. The Absolutely. whole way. And like for me, he didn't. He, I loved him. Hmm. I loved wow. him because he was a big man and he didn't reflect my worst 
impulses when I was in 2009. Yeah. He was cool. I loved his fedora. Mm. I thought it looked really sexy. Yeah. I loved. Um, I loved the way that he just loved his mates and just always wanted to be with the boys. It shows a, an element of loyalty there. I really loved, I think if I had to say one thing I loved the most about Sam, because mm. he is my favourite, like, just like Julie's number two. Yeah, of course. Um, and like, honestly, I think he could have won it so long as they well, didn't yeah, have to cook back... any meat or anything. Oh, yeah, or, if, like, yeah. if they didn't have to cook, then he would have won. He would have If you go back to it. the first episode, everyone, you can back us on this. You go back to the first episode, you listen. Zach and I clearly state Sam is going to win. Sam is Sam going to win. Sam is going to win this show. If he doesn't, it will be Julie Goodwin. So that when Sam was knocked out. That's like, when we said That's when we were like, all right, okay, it's Julie. Because up until that point. It was Sam. It was Sam. It was Sam because we love Sam. So Sam, if you don't know, Sam is the tall, sexy, muscular man, very muscular. Very, uh, he's a man's yeah. man. Yeah. And um, we love Sam for so many reasons. I think one thing I really love about Sam is he doesn't like um, oscillate between uh, being really arrogant to like pretending like he doesn't want to be there or he's too cool for it Yeah. Um, just to cover for the fact that He's petrified. And his feelings are hurt. Yeah, exactly. Because he, he would never be petrified because he's good at cooking. No, he's not scared. He's not scared. He's not intimidated, especially not intimidated by very talented women that were there. No. No. I, he had he, a really good understanding of the Navy and how the Navy operates. Yeah, full yeah. of men, he yeah. said. He said, like, oh, I've got to cook for a bunch of men. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Hungry boys. Hungry boys. Said. And he yeah. knows a, he's a hungry boy. Yeah, he's a hungry boy. Look at grown boy. He's, he's a, he's a he man, understands. he's grown, yeah. he's done all the growing he needs Our to do. Our point is that it was important to address in the final episode that when we saw Sam, we, we, were, were, happy, we were happy. happy to see we Sam. We were happy. Um, we I'm were not, happy to I've see I've not everyone. remembered a happiness like that I gotta say, since the last time I saw Sam. I think it would be really fun to, um, like, I think we should just run through the challenges Mm. just run through the episode. It was an hour and a half long episode, mm -hmm. but I don't think we need to dwell all that much on it. No, now that we know who wins, it's not like, you know. You know. Whatever. And also, Zach and I have nothing left. No, we're done. We're done. Um, so let's run through the, the challenges. The first challenge, so the way it worked is there were three different challenges. They each got scores out of ten for some reason. For some reason, Curtis Stone was there. Curtis Stone. <laughs> they, so he came in. He came in for the that? second challenge, and I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so this is like a Curtis Stone type challenge, mm -hmm. or he's in for one. No, but he just judged from then on. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like he got different management since being on the show or something. Mm. It's almost like they saw him and were like, oh, like a management company saw him and were like, oh, let's let's put him on TV more. I have. So they put him on television for no reason. I have two weird gut feelings around Curtis Stone. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, for those of you who don't remember who Curtis Stone is, Curtis Stone is the surfer of waves and the lover of small business. He loves uh, farmer's markets. markets he yep. loves seasonal produce. Yeah. Um, and he believes those are the only ways you can get good food. I know, Talked he, about he that a little less this time. Yeah, there wasn't so much of that. The first time he was on, he encouraged every Australian to ditch big business, ditch the big main supermarkets and always go for fresh produce purchased locally 
from farmers markets, independent supermarkets, seasonal helping the little guy out, small and micro business. Talked a little bit less about it this yeah, time around. Yeah, mostly, mostly he just smiled a lot in this one. Yeah, it just felt like, um, like maybe, maybe people were angling to get him. Uh, yeah, it just was funny that he was talking about that less. Mm. It was also funny that like <laughs> Sarah wasn't sitting there. That it was just the three mm. guy, the three judges, and him. Yeah, just. So I felt like someone behind the scenes was angling for something. I don't know what. Yeah, I've, yeah, I feel that. So, uh, yeah, they had to get a score out of 100. Mm. Everything was worth a little bit. And the first challenge, what was the first challenge, uh, Mish? first challenge was one of our favourites to sit through uh, when you don't know who's going to win, and that's the taste test. And they did something really cool with the taste test. That's right. They brought the taste test back for the final episode, something like fucking... Three million people watched this and they were like, we've got the biggest television audience in the history of Australia (laughs) watching. This is our opportunity to show what this show is. Capable of. Yeah. What is this, what this show is capable of. And we're going to do the challenge where people eat some, eat a stew Mm -hmm. and guess that there's salt in it. And then Mm -hmm. they drag it out for two minutes. Oh, fuck. Everything they said. It's like everything they said was so dramatic. Basically, the the Poe took the lid off the fucking stew and she goes, oh, it's a beef bourguignon. And Gary was very quick to correct her. It wasn't no. beef bourguignon. He said, no, no, no. It's a Gary bourguignon. <laughs> it's Gary's beef bourguignon. <laughs> no, it wasn't a beef bourguignon. It was Gary's bourguignon. Oh, they got yeah, rid of beef. They had to get rid of the beef. They replaced the word beef with a Gary, Gary. Bourguignon. <laughs> it's creative. They I legit was beef. like, here's the thing, right? Because the camera was above his waist, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, did Gary cut off his leg? Is the 20th <laughs> ingredient Gary? <laughs> what the fuck? It's a Gary Bourguignon. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's very good. So Gary, I just thought it was very funny that their way of being creative is like, oh well, let's make a beef bourguignon because it has twenty ingredients in it, and we need a dish that has multiple ingredients so that we can possibly, you know, mm. have one of them stumble. And he was like, well, what about a beef bourguignon? And well, we can't say it's a beef bourguignon because then you're giving, giving away one, one, of, the one of the ingredients. And so Gary was like, oh, I've got an idea. It's a Gary bourguignon. Do we call it a Gary bourguignon? <laughs> So Gary, so but what was great? Was and they both just went, "Oh, cool." First ingredient's beef. beef. <laughs> so they both get, they both they, guessed they beef. They both got a point for beef. But what I also really loved was like to make it fair, and also to make it just more fun for us, mm. is they did it on their own. So we watched Poe guess eleven ingredients. Mm. And then we got to watch Julie guess the same Same 11 ingredients. ingredients. Although there was something very funny that happened was Poe said, um, so the one that she stumbled on, that actually happened to be the one that Julie stumbled on as well. Poe said, oh, I reckon there's port in that. Mm. And George looks up to the gantry where the top 20 are, uh, other Mm. than Julie and Poe, obviously. Um, And he goes to them, oh, uh, who here thinks there might be port in Gary's bourguignon? And some people raise their hands or whatever. And Justine says that, well, Gary does like to use port a lot. We all remember Justine, top mm. four. Oh, Gary does like to use port a lot. And then Gary came back way harsh and just went, well, does your mum use port? Mm. Felt like a schoolyard bully. It did. How funny. Very funny. <laughs> oh, but does well, your all right, I like port? to use port. What well, does your mum like to use port? Because I fucked her. 
Because I fucked your mum. Because I fucked your mum. He said that. It was going really like, full on. Not, oh, if only they could but go back and listen. it's 2009, so I have no issue with that. Yeah, of course. And you can't go back and listen to it because it's 2009. And because Gary it happened said, yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And you can't go back. You can't listen to it again. No. Gary said, oh, you reckon I use port, Justine, or does your mum use port? Because I fucked your mum. Absolutely. Um, and it's 2009, which po, makes okay. Poe said at one point, uh, I think it's potato. And they're like, are you sure it's potato? And then she giggled and I fell in love with Poe. Just want you to know that. Okay. I just fell in love with Poe. Do you want to talk about this? No. No, I don't want to, I don't so want to go too love, far into it. Okay, Zach, it's 2009. You're in love with Poe. Mm-hmm. Does that create problems for you in 2009? Being in love with Poe. Yeah. Um, Are you currently in a relationship? Oh, I'm not in love. I'm in love with Poe. I should be clear. I'm in love with Poe in this moment, the same way I'm in love with Alicia Cuthbert. Or, in Girl Next Door. In Girl Next Door. <laughs> or um, Eliza Dushku. In Bring It On. Or um, or Piper Paribo. In Coyote Ugly. Or uh, <laughs> Alan Page. Uh, in Hard Candy. Oh, well, well, not no, in high school. Not, not in high school. Juno, Juno. Juno, Juno, Juno. <laughs> Juno. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are the people I'm in love with. And, and Poe was in that moment when she was like, hee, hee, hee. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I love I her. love you, Poe. Kind of like how I admitted last episode that I'm in love with Meatloaf in Rocky Horror. Mm. Yeah. I got a couple of messages about that. Did you? Yeah. One was by someone who's like, me too. Oh, great. Which was really nice because I always thought it was just me. That's great. Um, which doesn't make sense because anyone who's listening now, if you guys get anything out of this fucking podcast, go back and watch Hot Patootie. You can watch it on YouTube. Watch Hot Patootie, Rocky Horror Meatloaf, and you're welcome. I, you're welcome. It's a very... Because it's sexy. It's very funny to me that, that Meatloaf is Hot Patootie is your type because it's like... Um, In 2009 was... Yep. Yeah, like it's it's very um, it's like wow, and I don't know if he was the first person you saw that looked like that, yeah, or he then that your type was that because they look like hot patootie, meatloaf oh, and yeah. hot patootie. But I no, don't know what that is, but there's a lot of like there's a there's you have a bit of a soft spot for guys that look like meatloaf and hot patootie. Yes, I do. In I the, really do. And I like I I loved Baby Spice. Yeah. And that's that's, that's been a pattern for me. Who's the girl that sings "Hey, my love"? Da, 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 da. What's her name? G Flip. What's her name? Guys, all right. Someone fucking hashtag me. All I remember is the song that goes "Hey, my love." Who's that? Who is it? Is it G Flip? Yeah, who's it G Flip? <laughs> Are you saying I'm in love with G Flip? Yeah. I reckon that you might one day end up being in a long term relationship with someone who looks exactly like G Flip. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, anyway, that cool. happened. Yep. Um, so anyway, Julie got 12 points. Poe got 11. So Julie is now one point in front of Poe, which is very exciting. Well, so, good. I was like, good. Yes. Yes. yes go, Julie. Because we wanted that. It's not like I was watching that going, okay, well, clearly they need to give her a bit of a head start for when Poe absolutely blows her out of the water. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, yes, Julie, yes, of course you're going to win. Julie's going to win it. Um, so uh, next up we have an invention test, which was always second to the mystery box. Invention test was my favourite, mm. where you get given a core ingredient and you have to create a meal based on that core ingredient. The reason I liked that was we ended up with multiple meals and we weren't watching the same three white men eat the same fucking cake mm. for 45 minutes. 
So you got to see. Yeah, it definitely mean, happened on this episode. Yes, that did happen. So. Happens a lot on MasterChef. Yeah, a lot on MasterChef. Like they just keep cooking the same fucking thing. It's far more interesting when they have to invent shit. You're but, absolutely right. I have to say, but like the, the 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 ads are always better when it's like, oh, crock and bush. Yeah. Well, the crock and bush was that was its own fucking beast. You know, but again, th- those episodes are great in seeing the challenge mm. of someone trying to create something so difficult. Absolutely. They are, I would argue, worse. That the worst part of MasterChef. After the masterclass to watch, mm. if you're watching all 72 episodes in a truncated amount of time, mm. you're absolutely right, is the bit after they finish and it's four men usually eating the same cake mm. at various degrees of yeah. it looking a bit fucked and yeah. melty. And very rare. I actually think that there was only one occasion that I can remember, which was when they were in Hong Kong. Um, very, very rarely do they ever differentiate opinion on what they're eating. Never. Never. It's all, you might as well just have one judge. You I've really, genuinely, thought... you might as well have one judge. I, I've Except never really articulated that. Where the Dumpling King was like, this, no, where Gary was like, this dumpling is really, oh, I love that. really quite delicious. And then the Dumpling King was like, this dumpling's the most fucked dumpling I've ever seen. That's great. I love yeah, it. That was I love really that good. So the much. tension in the room, that was beautiful. Uh, There's so only good. so much tension you can build with the right sound design, the right editing. When you have a man that just hates Gary Mahan, <laughs> it's really good. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I don't understand, though. I really do struggle, though. Cause I've never thought of that, Miss. You're raising, my God, the wonderful conversation points you're now raising in the last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> because that's so true. There's, there's. I, I finally waited for the last one <laughs> to express. I'm but I actually did hours. watch the show. <laughs> I actually watched it because I've never thought about that with MasterChef, right? I, but it's always been in the back of my mind. Like, if you hate something, you're a judge, right? You try something, you're like, oh, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. But you're not the first one to speak. One of the other judges speaks first. Mm-hmm. And they say, I loved that. Are you then not allowed to say, I well, I thought right. it was shit? Yeah. No, it never happens. They never differenti- differentiate further than two points when giving scores out of 10, ever. Amazing. The most you ever get is a se- someone gives a seven, someone gives a nine. But you never get someone given a 10 and someone given a four. There's probably a little bit less um, wriggle room in food, though. I'm not being funny ah. now. Like, in the sense that, like... Well, um, then why have three judges? Yeah, that's fair. Just have Sarah and one other judge. Sarah and some man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I couldn't pick, though. If I had to pick, I couldn't pick out of George and Matt. I, can... <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I couldn't go down to one. I'd pick George. Would you? Yep. I love Matt, too, though. I also love Matt. I so I think we've got to stick with three then. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, anyway, so they get, uh, they've got to do an invention test. They're given a core ingredient. Now, when they revealed the core ingredient to be chicken, that mm. use a whole chicken, I was like, well, that's shit. Because like previously they've had really interesting core ingredients like bok choy and tofu. Mm. But I was like, oh, chicken, get fucked. But then I realized it's a throwback to the first ever invention test mm. where they were given a chicken to work with. And now what will And they now do? what have you done different? And ev- all the fucking past 18 contestants that were up in the gantry were so impressed because instead of just frying a chicken on a barbecue, they were poaching. Poaching. And they were rolling. They were cutting the crown. Yeah, they did a yeah chicken crown, which is essentially where you remove every part of the chicken from the car- carcass except the breasts. 
Yeah, it was fucked looking. Yeah, it was a weird way to serve chicken. It's just like, I'm just going to cut off the bottom and the legs and the mm. wings. Um, also, Poe's meal looked delicious. And I say mm. that as someone who doesn't eat chicken. It was fucking They good. both looked great. They did, but I thought Poe's looked particularly good. I wanted yeah. to eat that. I was I very hungry Pose when I watched food. it, though. I watched it, like, like around about 11 o'clock this mm. morning. So it was a few hours after breakfast and not quite lunch yet. Mm. And I was real peckish, eh? That must be hard for you to watch the, the show because there's never going to be a vegan episode of MasterChef. No, that will never happen. And I reckon that, like, hypothetically, if that were to ever happen, it's not like I'd cry <laughs> <laughs> with joy. But do you know what? I think if it were to- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And let's just say if it were, it would be by the person who makes the best donuts in the world. <laughs> If it were to ever happen, I think, if they were to ever make a, a, a vegan episode, it would be like, oh, no, we have to do vegan food. Yeah. And they'd bring on, like, the meat chef. I reckon they'd bring on the meat guy, yeah. with the, uh, um, you know, that did the spinach bowl. Yeah. And they'd go, guess what? I'm going to make you get, here's all this. They'd bring out, like, this is how I think MasterChef would do it. They'd bring out piles of meat and mm. they'd go, um, look at all this delicious fish. Look at all this delicious um, yeah. uh, um, pork and beef. And they go, oh, I'm looking at there's four kinds of fish. Mm. There's all this. And then I reckon Matt would come up and he would go, um, here's the challenge. Mm. And then he'd go, he'd put his arms across the table and he'd swoosh it all into yeah. a bin and he'd go, you get none of it. Yeah, and then he'd say something along the lines of like, meaty boy. Bye bye or something. Mm, he mm. loved a little creative. Yeah, he would be like, um, like the, the, like the monks. He would say, like the monks of ancient China. Yeah. You will take this challenge and fly. Yeah. And um and and but it would be like, what? How the fuck are we gonna make a meal? Exactly. It's not like if they were to do a vegan episode, they would just be like, hey guys, you have to cook vegan. And then the top fourteen chefs who are essentially professional chefs just go, oh yeah. Yeah, and they would. Well, they, who would they bring on? Like, they, you, they, I don't think they'll ever be like a chef that specialises in vegan food. No, not at all. Like, um, yeah, exactly. Like, who would be the guest judge? Who would be the guest judge? What yeah. man could be the guest judge? Yeah, I can't think of a man that would dedicate his life to veganism. You know what I um, mean? So, firstly, so who, what man would do it? Yep. Um, and the second thing is. What the they fuck would, would they cook? Well, it'd be one of those episodes. It'd be a bit like the pie episode. Yeah. It would be like. Two uh, bites in two hours. Yeah, they would Classic be like, Master Chef, "What are we way. gonna? How are we? What are we gonna do?" Mm. Firstly, they would be like, "What are we gonna do?" Mm-hmm. Um, then they, and then it would be shit. Like all the food that they bring up would be shit, and like the judges would be like, "God, if only there was some fish here." Yeah. And then the episode would be over and it would be one of those ones. And then yeah. they'd go, we know now we have to take this competition more seriously. And cook more pork. You know, absolutely. Like yeah. that's how I envision it would play out. Because, mm. yeah, I, I couldn't think of what man they would get on as a guest judge. Yeah. I couldn't think of like what the 
contestants would do. do. Yeah. But also like how difficult it would be for a show like that to edit so many people complaining about having to cook vegan food. But that's the challenge. That's the challenge. That would be like the, oh my God, yeah. how are we going to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, really, really. I hope though that when they do, if they do ever do a vegan episode, they won't. But in this hypothetical world where they do do a vegan episode, mm. they don't disrespect it so much by, you know, showing lamb ads during the episode. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also, like. They also had, they they had vegan ads in there as well. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, that didn't actually bother me that much. A lot of, like, vegans got real pissy about that. Did they? Yeah, real pissy. They were like, um, if you're going to show, it's just like, shut the fuck up. They put a vegan episode on mainstream. And Shannon Martinez, it was Shannon Martinez, (laughs) went on MasterChef, who is like a god. Who is a god. very good at cooking. She's my, one of my favorite people. There are very few, I'm not a celebrity worshiper. Really? There are very, very few people. You've always been nice to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm You're not editing that. I'm not. I'm not a celebrity. I was just doing a little gag. <laughs> That's You're not editing that. That was very fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm not going to edit. I don't give a fuck. There's nothing I'm editing out of this one so far. I'm so fucking done with editing. All right, go. cool. Um, I don't celebrity worship unless you're Zach. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I leave a podcast, I cr- I weep. Yeah, how absolutely. lucky I am to get to spend an hour well, and a half with you in a small Some room. Some people say to me, like, "What's it like doing a podcast with Mish?" Like, f- like, um, you know, like uh, less mom. less people <laughs> ask me that you. than I yeah. imagine ask you, "What's it like doing a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking loser. <laughs> I say, "What's it like doing a podcast with Mish?" And I go, "It's good to give back." <laughs> yeah, Zach likes to give to charity. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> no, we had a big long meeting about how much, no, Mish is great. Oh, I'm with Mish and I don't think I'm a celebrity. You fucked yourself. Unless I'm going to JB High Five. you made it through this many episodes and now you finally reveal what an arrogant <laughs> cunt you are. Do you know, guys? Just leave me alone. Now that Zach said it, no. Now that he's brought it to light, I want you all to know that before every single episode, before every single episode, Zach makes me sign a clause that I won't say anything about what he says off air. Yeah. Every time it says, "I, Mish Witchrup, will not repeat anything that Zach says." All of that. Any photos I take with him with him are for personal use. I'm not allowed to show anybody. Um, The simple non-disclosure. Yes. Just. just, uh, I got stung. Yeah. I got stung. I got stung. um, And that's true. And he's like, if you ever want me to like have a personal conversation with you about anything, you can pay for me on Cameo. (laughs) (laughs) So I've only like, and, but, but he's a really nice guy. I've only had to get Cameo from him like three times. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, I I am time poor. And it's like, can I talk to the Cameo, which I know doesn't exist yet. I need to talk to the Cameo thing. Um, uh, you know, I am time poor and, you know, I have Mishes reaching out to me going, hey, I would love, <laughs> I would love to know. I would love to know. I call my fans Mishes. Mishes. <laughs> I would love to know when you're free to do the next podcast. And I go, you know, it's hard to respond to all of those requests. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to respond to those requests. Mm. So I thought, look. I want to be able to respond, but I do need to put some sort of barrier up so that I'm not getting those requests yeah. constantly from Mish 100%. Ritra. You remember that time where we didn't do a podcast for like three months? Mm. That was because of the restraining order <laughs> that Zach took out against me. Admittedly. Yeah. I admittedly. was admittedly 
I've... I, the amount of times I've found you on, in my front lawn. Yeah, it was it was uh, very very uncomfortable. Um, after I invited you over to the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the amount of times I saw you in my lounge room chatting with me <laughs> was absolutely ridiculous. It's fair though. It's fair. Like the amount of times I responded to your messages was like. That is full yeah. on, man. Like when Zach calls me, I answer. It's pretty it's full on. It's like it's real full on. You need but to anyway, chill out. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Um, anyway, my point was Shanna Martinez is a god. I don't even remember what the point was other than that. You love her and um, she's – oh, yeah, yeah. The, it was such a respectful episode, that one. Yeah. Not that it exists. Or yeah, so people being like, um, why was there a lamb ad? It's like because people eat lamb. Because we know that people eat lamb. That, but what a fucking amazing thing this woman is doing and that this show is doing. I, it, it got, I had a whole lot more respect for the show mm. after having watched season one twice. And then recapping it on top of that. After after season one features a woman crying while she slaughters a fish. Yeah. To season twelve, which doesn't exist. When they yet. say that she has to do it. Well, yeah. who's gonna do it if you don't? Season like, 12. I know you don't like doing it, but you gotta eat fish. You gotta eat fish. Yeah. To season twelve, which doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Just very respectfully um doing it like just exposing people to the idea. That, um, you know, a vegan lifestyle, like vegan, not even a vegan lifestyle. The vegan food is nice. Like, I like vegan mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. I don't even think, like, it's not even vegan. I just, there's food I like that is, like, vegan. is vegan. Yeah. My favorite poke bowl, which doesn't, isn't a concept in 2009. My God, we need to, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> for the podcast to be set in 2020. I know, me too. But nice my favorite, cheeky I realize my favorite poke bowl that uh, that we eat. My partner has a little thing. We were like eating it, and and um, often you go. Well, when I have our vegan friends around, mm-hmm. we could adapt this. So mm-hmm. like nachos, I go. We could adapt this. You just make mm-hmm. a queso dip instead of the melted cheese. Mm-hmm. We were like, uh, my partner was like, we could do this poke bowl for our vegan friends, and I was like, yeah. I mean, all you. I was like, oh, it's vegan already. Mm. I love that feeling. It's like when you're eating a bag of burgerings. Yeah, and then you go, oh. Those are vegan. It's already that's vegan. That's a true story. And that's what I think, you know, they were doing with that episode. Mm. But um, but no, I think we should, um, I think it's more important to just not not have it. Let's hold everyone to such a high standard. What's that? Like they should have just, if 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 um, the lamb ads were going to happen, they mm. should have just never done the vegan episode. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. They should have never exposed like the like a, a lot of people to um, that good move. Everyone. <laughs> anyway, um, thankfully we don't have to worry about that bullshit because it's two thousand and nine. So we, they made the chicken, and we eat pig faces. Pig face, Mish. One of my favorite dishes that Mish makes is a chicken stew. Yep. That's With me. time. Yeah, I love that. Yum. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. It's 2009. Anyway, so they each have to adapt a fucking chicken. You should adapt that. That was a great recipe. You should make that. What's what? that? You used to do like a chicken and thyme stew. Oh, do you remember together. that? Yeah, 100%. When we lived, to, when Zach and I lived together, it would, no, it was chicken and tarragon. And I used to go, and you tra- could do MasterChef. And I was going to do that joke later in this app. So we'll get to that. Okay, cool. But, that? Um, but that was great. Anyway, well. Do you, yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I think, could adapt that easy. Yeah, have easy. a thing. You just, you just need a. Oh, I don't. I got you. I know what to do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you no, hundred percent. I got yeah, this. It's yeah. The, it's the... Oh, or you could mansplain it to me because it's two thousand nine. No. Oh, it's yeah. fine. Uh, it's two thousand and twenty, and I could do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because you you'd still just... be able to get away with it because <laughs> <laughs> because you're Zach, the celebrity. Um. <laughs> um anyway, 
uh, Poe makes chicken and rice with a bunch of dipping sauces. It looks amazing. And Julie makes this very kind of 2009 Everything. fancy bistro meal mm. with like little bits of chicken. They uh, fucking sorry, loved all fancy of it. bistro. Bistro meal, um, which is very, very nice. Uh, Julie wins by, again, one, one point. point. So Julie is now in front of Poe by two points because we're taking in the points from the last, uh, from the taste test that we had with Gary's Bocquignon. And this is two points. So there's nothing in it. There's, and they're quickly, quick to reiterate, nothing in it. And, and then they go to the third challenge where they find out they have to cook a dessert. And can I say, they're like, oh, they're like, I, I don't know if I'm getting in the way of your joke. But no, it's fine because you're Zach. Oh, on. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what are you going to do? You do it. I feel like we're doing the same joke. And I can just backtrack if we do the same joke. Go. Okay. <laughs> um, they were told that they had to do a dessert. Um, so this was a pressure test mm. where they both have to cook the same meal. They're like, so we're going to bring on a dessert. And it's going to be brought on. And everyone's like, like oh, oh, my no, God. Not crock and bush. Not, not, not uh, seven layer moose cake. Not uh, slick and macaron. Yeah, not the macaron boy. They're like, we're, you're about to do a pressure test dessert. Yeah. You know who's coming. He's bald. Puss across Australia was quivering. It was quivering. He's bald. Yeah. He loves to fuck. Yeah. He's fabulous at dessert making. He has a tender touch in the kitchen, but a masculine vibe in life. He's shocking in front of the camera. It's Matt Matt Moran. Moran. So they had to bring back a dessert. They brought a dessert in for the pressure test and Matt Moran presented the dessert. And they they love Matt Moran. But like. Everyone seems to be a big fan of Matt Moran. Um. Yeah, at least he's not like that Donna Hay bitch. Oh, yeah, she's such a bitch. She's a bitch. Um, No, Matt Moran, I, like, he came out and everyone was like, oh, and then they showed, like, girls being like, ooh, and that's Matt Moran. But it was very, like, (laughs) you know that they were all expecting Zumbo. Absolutely. Everyone was expecting Zumbo. And then when he revealed the dessert, it was like, well, it would have been impressive if it was a Zumbo dessert. And also, I am, I'm going to go with, 99.9% 99.9% sure that that's not Matt Moran's dish. It's his pastry chef's dish. That's probably a fairly good point. Matt Moran comes on and his pastry chef, who is, is probably a 50% chance female. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt Moran goes, this is my chocolate dessert. Yeah. yeah. That's a very good point. And now, like, oh, this oh, was the this was mm. good. This was very good. Oh wait, no, this happened after. Shit, sorry. Uh, so and that was so when they presented that dessert, I was like, oh no, not only is this going to be tough, but Matt is going to be a tough judge. Mm. Absolutely, <laughs> he is going to be a tough judge. Yeah. And I don't think we need to talk much about the making of the dessert. Was there anything no, that happened? No, I mean, what you should know is that it was a chocolate tart with chocolate sorbet and chocolate sauce. Lots of different And some sort of tempered chocolate. chocolate. It was basically, he's like, it's a chocolate plate, but it was a chocolate cake with bits of chocolate on it. So I was like, he is going to be a harsh judge. Mm-hmm. They're bringing on Matt Moran rather than Zumbo because mm-hmm. they want someone with some charisma. Mm-hmm. But no, Curtis was judging again. Yeah, so it was Curtis again. Um, so it's almost like they brought Matt back by popular demand, but Curtis stayed on for ulterior motive. For some reason. And it's also like they brought on Matt Moran. Um, they brought Matt Moran on, um, you know, because like maybe when they filmed it, they didn't know how big Zumbo desserts would be yet. Possibly. So they were like, Matt, who's the most famous person we can bring yeah, on? Yeah, and Matt Moran is like arguably, obviously it's all re- like, you know, but arguably he's the hottest 
professional chef. In more ways than one. What a babe. What a what a babe. He's what I would describe as an alpha, alpha male. male. Yeah, I was. I don't know if that. you've heard that term. I have heard the alpha male. And if he's an alpha male, well then I'm a beta. Oh, okay. See, no. See, this I'm is what I would think. Girl. I think of myself as he's the alpha male, and I'm like the uh, is a beta boy. Beta boy. And you are the queen bee. Yeah. <laughs> or just a slut. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Or just a slut. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so they cooked the dessert. Um, they both did a fucking stellar job, except they were like, make sure you follow the recipe. And they're like, absolutely. And then Poe didn't. Yeah, because she doesn't. Yeah, because she just doesn't. She's like, I'm going to put this in the fridge, even though they said don't put it in the fridge. Mm. And because she put it in the fridge. Who won? Well, then there was this amazing moment where the two of them are standing out the front. The scores have been tallied. Mm. The judges know who's won. Yeah. Oh, can I just say just before that, I yeah. have one one line that I remember. This is actually um, before the start of round three. I just want to say this because it's it's the last great Georgism, I think, unless you're going to say a Georgism. No, no, no. I want to say the last great Georgism. Probably enough, I'm done with that, man. Of season one, MasterChef Australia, um, because I think the great, the great, the great George moments – there's Gary saying the word wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the big Gary thing. There's Matt going a little too dramatic Dr- for a yes, show about absolutely. cooking. Yep. You know, like like referencing the greatest black boxes in history and saying, mm-hmm. I have no interest in that. Or describing a panna cotta as a, wo- a robust woman wearing heels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about like someone as like influential and, and as important as mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali or Anthony Mundine is. Mm-hmm. You know, those two people are very important to their communities and saying, poo to that, the kind of boxing I'm interested in yeah. is Fedora Boy open up <laughs> his, opening up his uh, mystery box. Yep. Those are their things. A, jo- a great Georgism, in my opinion, is when he shoots for a Mattism. Mm. He shoots for like the Matt. I've, I've yes, never I been able exactly to articulate it. No, I know exactly what he, you mean. He, 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 He's heard Matt. Yeah. He's, it's almost like he's seen Matt's fame mm. and was like, no, me. No, me, me, me. Me, me, me. I'm meant to be the one. I'm me. Yeah, so as he slowly watched Matt Preston make it from, you know, the back of Woman's Weekly along with the other two judges to, like, fourth page by himself interview, mm. he, George, it's almost like George is like, no, that should be me. That's mine. That's my role. So when George shoots for a Mattism. And it and it tumbles away from him as he's speaking, mm-hmm. but he maintains the integrity. And I think he ended on a corker. The last great Georgism of the th- of the series was two points separate you. It's round three. Ding ding. Come on. <laughs> oh God. Two points separate you. Okay. Yep. It's round three. The final round. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ding ding. All right. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) He's George loves a setup and then he just (laughs) Oh bless. Oh bless. Anyway, back to your point. I'm so sorry, I wanted to jump in. So they've got Julie and they've got Poe and standing in front of them they're talking about like this is what you're gonna win. And it's kind of this weird to and fro of the judges and Sarah explaining to them how it's all gonna work. And they said, well, before we announce, mm. let's bring in some special people. And they bring in all the judges that have previously been in pressure tests, have helped them with judging, have helped them through different challenges. They bring all of those men on. Yes. <laughs> all of them. All the men. All the men. 
that came on and it was like just a, oh, all these men. And so they looked and they're like, hello. And Julie was like, oh, it's all the chefs that taught me everything I know about this and put it into my second dish. Look at that. And then the announcement. So the the, the men and the one woman are just standing there. Mm. Yep. No, no comments. Almost like it's just to promote themselves. Yeah. Not, I mean, surely I'm sure they wanted to hear the big announcement, but it's almost like they just went on there because they're trying to save their business. <laughs> almost. Almost. Anyway. Uh, and then the big announcement. Oh they tally God. up post score. And then they're like, oh, Julie, you've got to get this. I don't even remember what the scores were. I didn't even think to write them down. No. Post score. And they're like, oh, Julie, you've got to get this score to beat Poe. And slowly, slowly we see that Julie's going to beat Poe, just as we predicted. And then the announcement. Julie, you are the first ever MasterChef of MasterChef Australia of the country. And it all just kind of hit like a big wave, a big wave of, oh, my God, I'm so proud of Julie. Oh, my God, what a journey. Oh, my God, I watched the whole of season one of MasterChef again <laughs> from start to fucking finish. And I didn't think that we'd get there, but we did. You make a very good point that it was not just 72 hours of our lives, yeah. but it was also how many podcasts have we done? A lot. This is a lot of our life for something that was never going to make us money. No. Never going to expand our core audiences. My God, Mm -hmm. what a waste of time. Yeah, pretty much. And can I just say, if we do something again, if you and I come to the end of this and we find it creatively satisfying... Mm -hmm. A, I want to take 10 years off. I don't want to do anything until 2020 at least, oh, so yeah. 12 years. Well, Zach, I'll be focusing on my theatre career. Absolutely. And yeah. I'll be I'll be focusing on being a serious theatre director. Yeah. But if we do come together in, in 11 years' time in 2020, mm-hmm. can we please pick a topic that is not as niche as MasterChef Australia? Yes, of course. Can, season one. Yes, of Can course. we please pick a theme... Like, um, Zach, neither of us would be dumb enough to pick something like that would be a genuinely stupid decision that two people have come to. It's not like one of us had the idea of why don't we recap season one of a show that started 10 years ago. Not just one of us. Both of us. We would both have to agree that that is a great idea. What we need to do is the two of us need to take this dynamic that we have. Mm. We have a rapport. Mm. We rib on each other. Sometimes we're a little mm. mean, but we both know mm. each other well enough to never push it too far. Mm. We're sassy. We're fun. Well, I'm too scared to because you'll get another restraining order. <laughs> 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 um, we're sassy. We're fun. You know, we, 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 this is a great dynamic mm. and we can make something big out of this. And yep. all we need to do is pick a topic like Marvel movies, hmm. which right now isn't a big thing. Hmm. It's just Incredible Hulk and um, hmm. Iron Man. Yeah. But like Marvel movies or um, or or what's a TV show? A Game of Thrones podcast. Again, not Ooh. a big thing right now, but it's yeah. starting to pick up. Yeah, I, I see that. Uh, these are the things we should do. If we were to do an actor. 
Yeah. I would say someone like a Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Like you do it like a, like a Hugh Jackman. Like let's. He'd be a good one too. And, but I would also say. But also, Zach, we're arty people. Mm. So maybe it's better if we go for someone who's maybe a little bit more like art house. Okay. You know, like a Christina Ritchie. Okay. What I would say we would do if we pick an actor and we recap their career, Mm. A, we need to make sure we're not watching two to three hours of content a week because that's going to be four hours Mm. a week and that's going to be really time, that's going to take a lot of time and be frustrating. So for the next podcast, I don't want to be watching two to three hours of content and then talking about it for one to two hours because that's four to five hours of my life. Yes. Let's A, not do that, and B, let's pick a topic that's very broad. Yeah. If we go for an actor or a, mm-hmm. or, or an artist and we just recap what they do, can we please not just go with someone that in our opinion is criminally underrated? Yes. Because... Because that's not going to help us. No, that's not. I, don't, I think if we're if we have picked anything up from this podcasting experience, two things. What are the two lessons of this podcast experience? No, hold on, I need to sneeze. <coughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I've learned how to make a professional podcast. Um, no, I think I've learned that. You and I, mm-hmm. we've got something. We've got a thing. We've People got a tell thing. us that. People love it. Mission Zach. Oh, it has a ring to it. It's we've got, got a good dynamic. We've got, yeah, we've got good banter. And also I think the other thing I've learned is that you and I have, are really in touch with what people want. We are in touch with the people. <laughs> I've definitely, I definitely haven't reached out to podcast networks mm. and said, hey, I'm doing a podcast with my friend Mish. And they've said, great, what's it about? And I say, MasterChef Australia. And they're like, oh, fantastic. The new season mm. is doing really well. Um, that's, so I say, I was doing a podcast with my friend Mish about season one of MasterChef Australia. Yeah. Like, that's so cool that you did that podcast 12 years ago. The new season <laughs> is doing really well. Are you going to talk mm. about that? Um, I'm, I'm not going to go to them, no. <laughs> But get this, because mm. we are going to do something accessible, like yeah. season 12 of MasterChef. Mm. We're going to be on it and we're going to deliver. Absolutely. I don't think you and I are going to make any stupid choices. We're not going to make the same mistake again. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't suggest that what we've done here is a mistake. I think we've had a good time. I've had a very good time. Um, I've enjoyed wasting. If I have to think back about my favourite memory of the podcast. Oh, there's so many. Mm. Um, I would have to, my genuine answer is when Ben Russell described Zumbo as a man who loves to eat pussy. Mm. I really enjoyed that Mm. um, because that was very accurate. Um, Yeah. I love that one. I love the Hong Kong episodes. Yeah. They were really good. We learned about Um, wet markets. Yeah. I would say uh, uh, one of the big learning curves was when I got a DM from a contestant sibling and then I called Zach and cried because I felt so bad. Mm. I reckon that was a real good one. On a completely different note to that. Yeah. Just a completely different note Absolutely, to that. Absolutely, yeah. I, I just loved everything with Sam in it. Yep, love <laughs> Sam. I love Sam so much. Love Sam. Yeah. He's so cool. He was just fucking cool, eh? If I learn anything, it's just Sam's cool. Yeah. Um, But also that, you know... Um, I'm fucking really tired. Hey. Hey. Um, but and yeah. And it's so good to be at the end. 
It's really nice. It's like, you know, we just, I, I wish someone would put together a montage for us of all, that's a nice thing. If someone would have put together a montage of little clips of us and all the bullshit we've said, because I don't remember anything. Kind of like when you have, like a really traumatic thing happens to mm. you and then you block it out. Do you actually want someone to spend their time making No. That? No. No, that's, don't waste your time doing that. Maybe chuck us a review or yeah, get behind the next thing. Yeah, actually doing. forget this forget podcast. Forget this yeah. fucking podcast. Now you're done. Just know that something else is coming and I'm genuinely excited for it. Because was, it's not as niche. It's not as niche. And all jokes aside, I really enjoyed doing this for you guys. Yeah, I enjoyed doing this for me. Yeah. You know what? You know, you know what the most special thing about this podcast was, mate? What's that? Just hanging out with my mate, Mish. Oh, yeah. And I got real lucky. I got to hang out with a celebrity for a few hours a week. Yeah. And that's and that's what it's all about, mm. is that giving that time. Yep. I mean, I never really wanted to get into podcasts, but when Zach Ruane you know, Australian mm. icon, Zach Ruane suggested that we do one together. Mm. Can't exactly turn down a name like that. Can't say no Zach to Zach Ruane. Ruane. Say <laughs> That's no what to... everyone says. You can't say no to Zach Ruane. That's what they say. You can't say yeah. no to Zach Ruane. That, well, those... you can though, always. <laughs> um... <laughs> you did it, mate. Not me. You waited 25 episodes before you showed your true fucking cups. I'm a celeb. No, Zach's wonderful. I've loved working with him. Why uh, is this getting sad? Let's just keep it up, Let's B-day. keep it up. I've got to find my notes for mm. MasterChef, um, but I can't. What do you mean? What can't notes? find my notes. Oh, like as in like your previous favourite names? Yeah. I got, uh, oh, maybe I accidentally <laughs> deleted them. Yeah, I did. Uh, that's, that's telling. That's fitting. I just want to say <laughs> um, we've got uh, um, season two is now around the corner. Yeah. Uh, that we're talking about season two. It's massive. I think even like you look at me, for example, mm. I like to cook now. Mm. I've gotten kind of into cooking a bit. I love playing with flavours. Mm. Maybe it's something I'll audition for. I think you for. should go for it, Nish. Yeah, why is that? Because that chicken thing you do. Yeah, I made Zach a chicken and tarragon stew next year. <laughs> and every time I didn't even realise that you remembered that stew. I loved it so much. I think as well, because like, what, like when you're in uni, I, I ate nothing but dim sims. Mm. So I would eat your chicken and tarragon stew. And then when stew. Mish moves in with you, she's like, here's a chicken and tarragon stew. And I would go to you, you should go for MasterChef. <laughs> well, he's, and he, by the way, he's having this conversation with me in his ripped up turquoise bonds jocks, sweating <laughs> and going, eating dim sims in white bread. I reckon you should join MasterChef, Mish. Funny. Meanwhile, I'm vomiting goon. <laughs> vomiting Seriously, goon. you should go for MasterChef. <laughs> We're adults. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Yeah, our dynamic was weird when we lived together. <laughs> it's just a lot of 2am conversations in the kitchen. To not enough sleep sims. for young people. Not at all. Uh, and that's, I think, that's about it, you know. Mm. It was a lovely show. I love MasterChef. I Chef. reckon it would be a really great idea to come back in 10 years and just do a quick reunion maybe. I think that's a fantastic idea, Mish. I think, um, hey, here's an idea. 10 years from now. 2020. 11 years from now. Yeah. 11 and a half years from now. No, yeah. about, about 10 and, years, and a half. 10, 10 and a half to 11 years from now. Yeah. Let's get back in this podcast studio mm. and let's look at um, where the contestants have gone. Um, that doesn't seem dangerous at all. <laughs> no, like let's look at, well, I'm going to say it now. I want to know what, what Sam's up to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because uh, <laughs> I think Sam, because we love Sam. Yeah, we do I think Sam's Sam. still going to be a chef. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to see what Andre's up to. Yeah. I don't I don't see it for him in his future. No, nope, not at all. Uh, uh, Justine, working for Matt Moran. I think working for Matt Moran. That could be the start Moran. of a beautiful love story. I think Justine's going to have her bistro. Oh, hundy. Uh, 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 what was the, um, Aaron, is that his name? The molecular gastronomy guy that worked? Yes, Aaron, yeah. the one who was standing next to Andre in the gantry. Yeah, and they, they were talked. Having, they, they had a chat. They were quite, they were quite friendly. friendly, weren't they? So I reckon Aaron's going to be, he's going to be the new Heston and he'll yep. have like funny yep. shows. Um, there's so many people. Poe, I don't know about Poe. She missed her window. She missed her chance. Yeah, no, we won't hear much from Poe. I've already forgotten her name. Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but let's do it. Yeah, and I think as well, if we do come back in ten years, this would be an excellent platform in which to promote some new stuff that we're doing. So, so uh, I reckon if you guys listen in in about a week from now, there might be a new episode of this podcast coming out. That's a reunion, and by a week, I mean eleven years. Eleven years from now, but also a week. In one week's time, we will be getting together. In eleven, eleven years, years later. Oh my God, we'll be. Will we both be like 30 or older? We'll be married with kids. Well, yeah, but gross. Yeah, 30? Can you imagine being 30. Ugh. I mean, if, if like 30, but also you go, ugh, but I mean, we'll have our lives together then. Awards. Oh, 100%. My, my first kid will be on her way to prep. Yeah, you yeah, know what for I mean? Sure. My husband just I think is loving me sick. I think I'll be a, uh, I, like, I don't want to guess here, but I think I'll be artistic director of the Malthouse Theatre by then. Yeah, hundy. 100%. Um, I think that I'm starring in, um, you know, I'm starring in a hardcore MTC theatrical production. A lot of people shoot for like New York or London, but I'm way too insecure for that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going for MTC mm. production, maybe an Australian tour as long as I've got some friends with me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I You could do a show at the, at the Malthouse if you want. Like but that's also, what it'll be. It'll be like my mates and stuff. Yeah, that's I'm, my idea that's for how it. You, yeah. That's how it works. But also I'll be really hot mm -hmm. because that's the plan. Yeah, right. I'm going to get really hot. Yeah, right. Because I want people to take me seriously. Okay. So I'm going to get real fucking hot. So just wait for that. I'm really excited to see you in 10 years, Zach. Oh, I can't wait. I, I, I'm really excited. I'm really skinny um, now. And I imagine I, if I'm not skinny then, I'm going to be ripped. Mm. Yeah. That's what I see. I see in my future because yep. I'm quite skinny now in 2009. Mm. But I think uh, skinny at 30, gross. I'm going to be like ripped. So mm -hmm. uh, my vision is to look like uh, Trent Reznor did Great. at 30. That's how I'm going to look at 30. Yeah. Well, in 2009 currently, you know, I'm a big girl. I'm a plus size girl, but at least my tits sit really high. So because I've got really big tits and they sit really high, I'm fine with that. Mm. It's not like in 10 years time, they're going to drop lots and I'm going yeah. to have to use my personality. I'll, I'll have cut my hair by then. I'll oh, have a yeah. buzz cut by then because long, be long hair career, on a 30-year-old with a big bald head yeah. with a big forehead. It's, I'm not balding. I've always had a big forehead. Yeah. Um, that's not going to look good at 30. No, not at all. So, and I'd like obviously for your career, you don't want long hair. No. That's not going to be No, I'm going to have to have shaved it by then. So I'll have a shaved head. I'll be ripped. Yep. Um, at 30. What else will I be at 30? Ripped and shaved head. Um. But, you know, if I am, like, chubby, if I'm mm -hmm. chubby or, like, a bit like an Oprah and I, I oscillate between chubby and, like, mm -hmm. less chubby, at least we'll have MasterChef because yeah. the judges on MasterChef 
Um, while they're not diverse and they mm-hmm. could improve on that, yeah. I think the judges on MasterChef will always will always have chubby judges on MasterChef. Yeah. And that's one of its little cuddly appeals. Isn't uh, it? That, absolutely. I don't see a situation where the three judges on MasterChef are just hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking just banging really fucking hot. hot. Just so, so hot. hot. Like the hottest people on the Every kind of hot you want? Yeah. You want this kind of hot? There's there's a judge. Oh, but I'm kind of into this kind of hot. Well, you haven't had a judge. Don't worry kind of about hot. it. But Everyone's wait, covered. What about this kind of hot? <laughs> yep. There they are. There uh, they are. You get them all. It's, that's not what the judges are for. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always good. It's 2009. Um... Yeah, wow. cool. Uh, Great. Hey, in 10 years' time, I'll meet you in a fucking sanitised room. You know? And why would we do that? Because we're clean. We're clean people. We're clean people. I don't, I don't see my, uh, oh, my look, no, sense Zach, of cleanliness ever being challenged. No, man. What we'll do is, because food's developing now as well, we'll meet in a sanitised room and we'll both enjoy a, a, a dish of bat. <laughs> I'll sit with you. Or penguin. Or, pe- or penguin. Maybe I'll... maybe wet markets will be a thing in Australia we can go by to then. A wet market to yeah. catch up. Let's g- catch up at a wet market. Let's catch up at a wet market. Sit down to some penguin. Yep. Because I think that's the future of food. Mm. Can I bring some old people with me? Yes, please. Okay, cool. Yes, please. All right, great. <laughs> uh, Mish, I know that we're going to be doing our reunion in eleven years' time. Yep. And uh, maybe if we ever release, re-release this podcast in 2020, that will then feel like that's the final episode, not mm-hmm. this one. But I think the fact that I don't have to watch any MasterChef between now and then <laughs> makes this feel like a great victory for me. Yeah, and the reunion is an exciting episode, something I'm excited for, <laughs> as opposed to dread, pure dread for what my week has to bring. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't see a situation where I'm two hours away from the podcast. Yeah. With a half hour commute and with the ads, that means the episode will go for two hours and no idea how I'm going to watch it. Yep. How I'm going to fit two hours of of episode into an hour and a half. Mm. That's an exciting notion. Yeah, isn't it just? So I will see you in 11 years next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think in 11 years we'll know what our next project will be. Yeah, so everyone should definitely... Take into a consideration that this is the finale of MasterChef, but not the finale of, of recaps. recaps with Mission Zach. Although, like Zach said, we are elated right now. We are done. We are fucking done. We want to thank all four of you for listening and sticking <laughs> through us. We know that we got to seven yeah. uh, listeners and yeah. then we didn't release anything for yeah. three months. Yeah. So it did drop down, back down to four. But to you four, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for your DM. Um, thank you. We really appreciate it. We really had a great time. Um, we're going to be more consistent with the next project. That's Guaranteed. the plan. 100% guaranteed. Guaranteed. We're locking ourselves in. Yep. Um, and we'll probably be as niche, let's be real. Yeah, and I think the best thing about Zach and I working together is the fact that we're both very, very different and complement each other. So when I say 100% guarantee, just considering the nature of how Zach and I are, you should definitely, <laughs> that is gospel. <laughs> that is gospel. <laughs> that is gospel. This is going to be consistent. <laughs> but we are going to see you next week in 11 years yep. with our reunion. We're going to talk about the 11 years that have been. Mm. We're going to talk about everything. We are going to announce our next project 
in 11 years at the reunion mm-hmm. um, and we're going to read some reviews for this project. Yes, yeah, so please feel free to chuck in some reviews on... All the stuff. All of them, the Spotify, iTunes, whatever you fucking listen to your podcast. We don't fucking know. But make sure they're five-star ones. Give us five-star reviews. Yeah. Look, Not that it really... Actually, I don't care. It doesn't really matter. No, at this point it doesn't matter. Because, no, like, people will see the five-star reviews and then they'll have to get through the first three episodes. Yeah, that's the thing. Stop listening to the first episode. of the. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I don't know how to... Maybe we could... No, you can't really do one and, and slot it in where it's like, hey. Yeah, I'm tempted to delete it. No, you can't. You can't, but... You, you can't, but... Because, like, we... Yeah, People just got to tough it out. That's fine. Hey, thank you, Mish. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week in 11 years. Yep. Thanks, Zach. You're the best. I've loved doing this with you. That's the last word is going to be me going, I love doing this with you. Yep. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 